podcast is brought to you by Nova Southeastern University's Fischler School of Education and Human Services. The Fischler School has the largest graduate school of education at an accredited university, serving more than 14,000 students each academic year in some 55 cities across the United States, plus approximately 40 other countries. Hello, this is Dr. Marilyn Gardner with the United States Distance Learning Association, and thank you for joining our weekly podcast. I think you're going to be extremely interested in our topic today, which is Arab Open University, a new challenge in the Arab world. I know many of us are very interested in international education and higher education, and especially the Arab world. So today, I have one of the leaders of higher education in the Arab world, Dr. Wasfi. Dr. Wasfi, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Marlene. Thank you. It's great to meet you this morning. Oh, well, thank you. I know you traveled about 18 hours yeah. to be here for yeah, this right. podcast. That's yeah. a long trip, so thank you for taking the time. Well, stay more than 18 hours to see this great conference. Oh, well, yeah. we're excited to have you. Some of you may be familiar with Dr. Wafsi's background, but he is currently Dean of Faculty of General Studies at Arab Open University in Kuwait, where he is a professor of education. He has his PhD from the University of London. He worked for Asuit University in Egypt for 15 years and then moved to Kuwait University before he took on his position, which he presently holds at Arab Open University. Once again, thank you for joining us. Thank you. I have a lot of questions, but I thought it would be very important to give a little background. I'm sure people are very interested in just a general overview of what does higher education look like in the Arab world? Well, actually, we are expanding our uh, higher education and university education in particular all over the Arab world. It, it became center of importance in the Arab world now. Every country have more than one university belongs to the government and we have a lot of uh, uh, private universities, especially in medicine and pharmacies and sciences, engineering. We have also so, so many colleges all over the Arab world. I mean colleges less than the university level. So uh, this is expand, this expanding of the higher education has been occurred last two decades actually in all over the Arab world according to the social needs for the students to be completing their higher education at the universities in each country. Very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about the missions and goals of the Arab Open University? Is the Open University kind of a new concept uh, in the Arab world? And yeah. Yeah, Martin, yes, it's it's brand new one in the Arab world. It, we are considered the first official university, but it's a private type of private university presenting an open education to all the people, regardless of the age, sex, gender, region, uh, even the income, even uh, any anything prohibited them to attend the 
regular university or the governmental university. So it's, it was one of the ideas of Prince Talal bin Abdelaziz, mm -hmm. president of the Arab Gulf Program for United Nations Development Organization, Agfund. Mm -hmm. Actually, he's the man. He created this uh, university, located actually uh, in quarter in Kuwait. And we have now seven branches all over the Arab world. Mm. One in Saudi Arabia, one in Kuwait, one in Lebanon, one in Jordan, one in Egypt, one in Bahrain, and the, la the latest one is in Oman. Very impressive. Yeah, we have uh, brands like Saudi Arabia that has more than five centers, it seems. So we attract people from all the regions all over the Arab world to study, get their bachelor degrees from our university which is accredited by the UK Open University. We have a special deal with them. Excellent. Yeah. So about how many students do you actually have? Well, actually we have about 40,000. 40,000? Yeah. Uh -huh. And the next four years coming, we intended to, do, to reach 55,000 of students. 55,000, yeah. wow. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, you just mentioned it's open to gender, and I know. Yeah. What percentage of those students would be female, would you say? Well, uh, I don't remember well the exact ratio, but one of the major aims of Prince Talal when he initiated this call to serve especially women education. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. So we mostly, we, are more, we have about 6% or so. Six percent? Sixty. percent. Oh, yeah. excellent. What specific programs do well, you have? Well, we present actually three programs. Uh, one for the business administration, mm -hmm. other for the information technology, third for English literature, the fourth is for education, teachers' education. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, the three first ones, the business, IT, and English literature, presented by English language oh, okay. and affiliated with the United Kingdom uh, Open University. But the program of education is only for Arabic speakers, I mean, presented mm -hmm. by Arabic and mm -hmm. in Arabic language, because it's locally serving, mm -hmm. but not uh, validated by the mm -hmm. British uh, Open University. Yeah. Okay, wonderful. Now, I know you've done a lot of research, and I'm sure there's been a lot of challenges. Yeah in your research and in working with the Arab Open University. Could, could you share some of those? Well, first we are fighting for the uh, insert the or uh, we have to convince people about the concept of open education because you know it's very hard to change the mind of the people. They believe in the traditional university education. Mm -hmm. They don't believe in open education. They look at it as a less standard than the traditional one. Okay. So this is the first challenge for us. So we have to present a very good program, quality assurance, assured, uh, I mean, presented very in, in a very easy way to be studied by the students. To go to the students, not students come to us, to present our education by so many different means, I mean by internet, by video, by CDs. This is our first challenge. Second challenge, the tuition against spoon feeding. I mean because you know most of our students 
they get used to spoon feeding by the teacher in their secondary education. Even in the universe as well, mostly some, I'm not going all the uh, professors, but some of the professors, encouraging students to do the spoon feeding things. So the student expects that the teacher would like to explain every word in the uh, chapter he is explained. Mm -hmm. But tuition is something different. I mean, the open education, I gave you chapter, second meeting, we will discuss it together. Or you have to study it by yourself at home. Mm -hmm. Actually, I'm not going to say we are 100% open education. We may say our education as blended education. Blended, okay. yeah. It's mixed between both because, you know, the social attitudes of the Arab community doesn't consider university or student at least unless he goes physically to a building, yeah yes. and come back we decided that 25% of the the whole meetings should be attended by the student himself okay yeah. what type of changes in the thinking of education and higher education with the introduction of the open university have you seen any dramatic changes in people's perspectives? Yeah, I, in the last two years, I recognized that the, so many people try to attend the open university, uh -huh. which is an indicator to that some type of success, succeed, we are fulfilled some success. Yes. Yes. And in particular, those who they left the education for a long time ago, I've seen by my own eyes two times a lady and her daughter in the same class. Excellent. Yeah. And the lady and the lady she's more more and more sufficient than her daughter. And she get grade A, her daughter get grade B. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful. Well, I know our time is just about up, but is there anything else you want to share? Because I it's just a fascinating topic and one that a lot of us don't have a lot of knowledge of. Yeah, well, actually, I came here to the conference of USDLA just to share ideas with the fellows. They have very nice experience in distance education. Open education is a type of distance education. Mm -hmm. And we are... As I said before, we are extremely new in this field, actually. We have only five years age now, still young, mm -hmm. not that much. And the last two days I've met so many experienced people. I'm not quite sure about the names, but uh, I do remember Mercy. I do remember John. Oh, yes. Yes, of the OSDLA. They give me very nice ideas about the distance education. And we are going to uh, be in contact with each other. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. conference that Dr. Wasfi is talking about is the annual conference for the United States Distance Learning Association where the movers and shakers in the distance learning yeah. community, both nationally and internationally, meet once a year to share ideas and thoughts. And that's why Dr. Wasfi is with us is joining us, I think, not only as a presenter, but a representative of the Arab world. But Dr. Wasi, I'm sure there are people who would be interested in getting in touch with you. 
what would be the best way for them to contact you? Would it be well, email? Well, <laughs> it wouldn't be by phone. Well, what a great, what a great, um, I would be very happy if they, if somebody would like to contact me. Actually, I have my email, which was Fibulus, W-A-S-F-Y-B-O-U-L-O-S at hookmail.com. Okay, could you repeat that again? So yes, Wasfi, W-A-S-F-Y-B-O-U-L-O-S at hookmail.com. Wonderful. Yeah. And if you have a hard time getting a hold of Dr. Wasfi or would like to ask further questions, please don't hesitate to also contact the USDLA. <laughs> this is Dr. Marilyn Gardner with the United States Distance Learning Association, and you can reach me or the USDLA at www.usdla.org. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Thank Dr. Thank you, Marty. Don't, don't, it doesn't go without saying that I have a pleasure time with you, meeting you. Oh, You're thank such you. such a marvelous <laughs> young lady, and you attract me to speak to you. Oh, thank you. It's great to me, actually. Thanks, Marlene. Thank you very much. Thank you, dear. And have a great trip home. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by Nova Southeastern University's Fischler School of Education and Human Services. The Fischler School has the largest graduate school of education at an accredited university, serving more than 14,000 students each academic year in some 55 cities across the United States, plus approximately 40 other countries. The Fischler School of Education and Human Services is dedicated to the enhancement and continuing support of teachers, administrators, trainers, and others working in related helping professions throughout the world.